Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, my dark darlings. I'm Marquia, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. To our veteran listeners and those sheltering in the dark with us for the first time, welcome. This is our last podcast for the year. With this, we all say farewell to 2020, and what a year this has been. 2020 was a lot, and here at Something Scary, we're so glad that you are with us throughout this year. While you won't hear from us next week, follow us on Instagram and on the community tab on YouTube for some thoughtful ways to ring in the new year, and we'll be back on January 5th. You know... It is common to fear that which we do not know. That terrible feeling in the pit of your stomach is the perception of danger, real or imagined. Unfortunately, by the time you know where the true danger lies, you're too late. First, horror unleashed on a Christmas morning, followed by a smile that brings panic, not joy. Then the terrifying echoes of a haunted forest. Finally, in our featured story, it's Kill or Be Killed for Two Sisters Stuck in the Snow. I receive hundreds of creepy story submissions every single week, and of those, the scariest ones make it into our podcast, along with the story that we've chosen to animate and post over at youtube.com snarled. If you have a tale you're dying to share, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. If you'd like to support Something Scary, then consider joining our Patreon. As a patron, not only can you help the show and see ad-free episodes, but you can also be a part of the horror and hear your name featured in one of our podcasts or weekly video stories. Visit patreon.com snarled. So, want to hear something scary? You're too late. Be careful when you receive a gift you didn't ask for. It could be the death of you. Like in this story inspired by Paula. In New Zealand, Christmas is in the summertime. For my family, it was a big occasion where we all got together at my grandfather's farm. When we arrived this year, I noticed something new looming out in the middle of the pasture. It was a scarecrow. I was amazed at how lifelike it seemed. The eyes were glass, but had the depth and color of a human's eyes. 
the scarecrow's face was twisted into a permanent scream with sunken cheeks and a gaping mouth. It was too horrible, even for a scarecrow. My grandfather greeted us. I motioned at the scarecrow and asked him how long it took him to create. He shrugged and said he found it in the fields after Christmas last year and decided to put it up. He believed it to be a gift because he found it with a card that read, Frau Perkta. He didn't know what that meant, but he thought the scarecrow would work well. It did. It certainly creeped me out. It looked so human-like and stared straight through me. It gave me an eerie feeling, so I tried to forget about it for the rest of the day. That night, my daughter Charlotte's behavior was out of control. She threw her dinner on the floor, stole and ate her cousin's cookies. Then she was caught trying to open her presents early. I sent her to her room and told her she was not getting any presents in the morning, even though we both knew that wasn't true. When all the children went to bed, I went to my room, which had a perfect view of the pasture. The scarecrow seemed different in the dark, almost as if it was begging for help. I felt the hair rise on the back of my neck, and a prickly feeling came all over my body. I couldn't shake the troubling idea that something else was watching me too. But eventually, I was able to drift off to sleep. The next morning, the children got up early and ran right to the Christmas tree. The whole family was watching the kids open their presents, except my daughter, Charlotte. Charlotte must have stayed in her room in protest of her punishment, but that was understandable. Then my son held up a shiny silver coin with a skull and crossbones charred into it. Around the edge of the coin, there was writing in Latin and also Frau Percta. So cool, right? I found this gift on my bedside table, he exclaimed. Did you get one too? He asked his cousins. All the kids nodded and went to get theirs. Still no sign of Charlotte. She always had a knack for being dramatic. When the kids arrived back in the living room with their coins, they laid them out. They were all identical, all with the same engravings and that familiar writing now. Frau Perkta. It sounded so familiar. I remembered my grandfather saying that that is what was burned into the card on the scarecrow. Looking it up on my cell, I came across the urban legend of Frau Perkta, an evil female spirit that stalks children. I read aloud. She strongly believes that children should be taught to behave, so she gives rewards to the good ones, a silver coin. The bad ones, however, receive punishment. I asked my grandfather if he had left the coins for the kids, but he had no idea where they came from. Thinking of my daughter, I got a knot in my stomach and felt the hairs on my neck rise again. I read on. The naughty children are given a punishment that costs them their life. Frau Perkta will kill them and dissect them, ripping out their innards one organ at a time, leaving them for others to find. She then stuffs the shell of the body full of straw like a scarecrow. I jumped up, sending my phone clattering to the ground. Charlotte? I yelled, rushing to her room. The door was locked. My grandfather fumbled with his keys, but I couldn't wait. I kicked the door in and screamed. My eyes fell upon my poor daughter. 
gutted and stuffed with straw. Her wounds were loosely stitched with pieces of hay poking out. It was far too late to save my daughter from her encounter with Frau Perkta. The police said the scarecrow in the pasture was also another murder. They determined it was the body of a boy who went missing last year, one town over. Everyone thinks of the boy and my daughter's death as the work of some serial killer. But I know that no person could do something like this. Only the unnatural evil of Frau Perkta. Thank you so much, Paula, for sharing this urban legend of Frau Perkta with us for inspiring this tale. So listeners, we're getting close to the end of the year, close to holidays that a lot of people are celebrating. So how naughty or nice were you this year? Think over all the things you did. 2020 was a year of a lot. Do you think you deserve a reward? Or do you fear a punishment? The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A smile is something that should make you feel joy. The wrong type of grin, however, will fill you with an inescapable dread. Like in this story inspired by Ellie. The Charleston sisters, Iris and Flora, were the best of friends. As their family decided to move to a new home, they were thrilled for a new adventure. Upon arriving, they began hearing stories of the little boy who lived there previously. His name was Xander. He was a sweet yet precocious boy known for his pranks and funny faces. He was never one to shy away from the camera, but sadly, just after his ninth birthday... Xander was in a terrible car accident and passed away. After the tragedy, his parents no longer wanted to live in the house that reminded them of their son. Thus, the Charleston family moved in. The first morning in the new house, Iris and Flora decided to run around and take pictures of their new place. They would run to the guest room and Iris would lie on a chaise lounge and pose as if she were royalty. Flora would snap a photo on her phone and the girls would laugh. 
Then Flora would pretend to be putting on makeup at the built-in vanity, and Iris would yell, Say cheese, you beauty queen. And the girls would roll around having a ball. (laughs) Iris dropped the phone. She was laughing so hard. When she went to retrieve it, she realized it was stuck on the photo she had just taken of her sister Flora, but with one small difference. It looked as if there was a bright light over Flora's shoulder. It didn't make sense because the flash wasn't on, but she was near a mirror. They decided to take the picture again in a different spot. Iris checked the photo, and there, the light was again. Iris showed Flora, who insisted she take another one. Still playing around, Flora tried dozens of new poses. The girls laughed again, ready to scroll through the photos. In each one, there was a weird light over Flora's shoulder, like an orb following her. But in each photo, the orb grew more distinct. By the fifth photo, the orb appeared to have a face where you could see a set of beady eyes and a mouth. By the eighth photo, a nose and hair. The girls grew uneasy, and Flora begged Iris to stop scrolling. Iris refused. She had to see what was going on with this light. The ninth photo revealed a small child's body. The tenth, a boy. And by the twelfth and last photo, it was a vivid little boy. His hand touching Flora's shoulder, looking directly at the camera and smiling. Iris threw the phone across the room. The girls screamed and ran downstairs. They told their parents what happened, and when their parents went to inspect the photos, they had been deleted. The girls began to panic. They knew they didn't delete any of the photos. Their parents convinced them the pictures must have accidentally been deleted when the phone fell. They finally all agreed that was the most plausible explanation. Iris and Flora's fears wore off as the days went on. The following week was the girls' first day of school. Flora took out her phone and snapped a photo of Iris. They both froze, immediately remembering their last encounter while taking pictures. Holding their breath, they went to look at the photo. But it was just Iris. No orb. No little boy. They breathed a sigh of relief. Iris grabbed the phone and started snapping a few pictures of Flora, showing off her new school uniform. Their mom called for them and told them the bus had arrived. They collected their items and jumped on the bus. Sitting there, they began to scroll through the photos. This time, in every photo with Flora, the little boy was there, with his hand touching her, making the biggest grin. Flora grabbed the phone and began snapping pictures of Iris as fast as she could, then looking at them and realizing the little boy wasn't following Iris. Then she took a selfie, her hands shaking. As soon as it snapped and the still shot filled her screen, there he was, his hand on her shoulder, almost cheek to cheek, staring at the camera, smiling. The girl screamed as loud as they could. The bus stopped and they ran off, running all the way back home into their mother's arms. She really listened to them this time and looked at the photo. It sent chills up her spine. Then she went on her own phone, typed a few words, and turned her phone to the girls. There he was. The exact beady eyes, nose, and grin. That's him, they screamed. It was Xander, the little boy who had passed away. After that, 
Flora refused to have any pictures taken of her from then on. No class pictures, no holidays, nothing. There wasn't even a photographer years later at her wedding. Then, when Flora was pregnant, she had a sonogram, and after seeing the life she created on screen, she decided to have a printout. A moment of delight at seeing her baby turned into a moment of dread. There, behind the child, was Xander's face and his creepy grin smiling back at her. Thank you so much, Ellie, for inspiring this truly terrifying tale. Xander, this entity that has for some reason latched onto Flora for life, it appears. How about you out there? Have you ever seen something suspicious in a photo? For instance, a refraction of light that shouldn't be there because the light source just isn't falling that way. You know, they say that when that happens or if you have a halo around your head in a photo, it's because something is looking after you. Or perhaps it's something like Xander where something has attached itself to you. In any case, tell us what you saw in your photo. It might be something supernatural. Email us something scary at snarled.com. They say it's good to be brave, good to overcome your fear. If you're not careful, though, bravery can lead to death. Like in this story, inspired by a letter from Nicole. Dear Marquia, I was nine years old when my mother and I moved to Clifton, Virginia. We lived in a small townhouse in a cul-de-sac housing 20 families. I quickly made friends with three boys around my age, and we used to hang out in the Hagaman Woods out back every day. I had heard whispers of the woods being haunted, but I assumed that was just some story they told the new kid. I had noticed whenever we went into the woods, we always seemed to avoid this one area in particular, the area that seemed to be right in the center. One day, I asked if we could go to the center to check it out. I was told absolutely not by the so-called brave boys. So I did what any person would do in that situation. I called them all scaredy cats and headed off on my own. They yelled for me to stop, saying something about the old man, but I kept walking. I had to prove myself as the newest member to the neighborhood. When I arrived at where I had never been, in the middle of the forest, I noticed something distinct and unforgettable. The temperature had dropped at least 10 degrees. All the insects and normal buzz I had been hearing just suddenly ceased. I could no longer see any squirrels, chipmunks, any wildlife at all. Visually, nothing had changed, but there was a shift in energy. I began to walk a little deeper into the center and that's when I saw a large pipe sticking out of the ground. It was copper and rusted and it stood as tall as I was. It was hook-shaped like a candy cane and if I tried to wrap my arms around it, my fingers would barely touch. It looked old, like it belonged in a boiler room in the 1920s or maybe an old factory mill. 
couldn't take my eyes off of it. It was totally out of place. There was nothing else man-made nearby. Just brush and fallen trees like everywhere else. Then, and I'll swear this until the day I die, I heard something coming up from the large pipe. A clanging. Like someone was inside the pipe, but ten stories beneath the earth begging for my attention. I won't pretend I wasn't terrified, but I stepped toward it as if something was calling me. I was ten feet away, then nine, eight, seven. Suddenly, I was close enough to where I could see the opening at the curve. It no longer looked like a candy cane, but a large water spout. It looked like water used to come out of it. I leaned in closer, dipped my head under to look inside, and... I jumped back. There was something in there. I ran as fast as I could, running and running until I could see my three friends. They watched from the edge of the haunted area, but couldn't muster the courage to come any closer. I felt some unseen force closing in behind me. My friends reached out for me as I ran to them. Finally, I made it into their arms and we all ran to my house as fast as we could. I was crying. And oddly, so were they. I had a million questions. Once we calmed down, I asked what they knew. The story goes that decades ago, there was a house there that belonged to someone called Old Man Hageman. He was a wretched man who hated people and refused to sell his property as neighborhoods began to build around him. The last straw was when the city cut off his electricity and plumbing, hoping to force him out. He cursed the newcomers and swore they would regret bothering him. Months after neighbors started to move in around him and children started playing in the woods, little girls began to disappear. Searching the woods, they found an empty shack of a house and it was assumed old man Hageman had moved or died. After five years, three more girls went missing. The pipe was apparently where his house was and it was presumed to still be haunted. I told the story to my mom, who assured me it was an urban legend. To be safe, I never went back. I never even walked close to the Hageman woods again. That summer, they cut down those woods and demolished the pipe to make way for new condos. Sadly, the remains of four small girls were recovered from within that pipe. From the time Hageman disappeared to the time the bodies were found, I was the only little girl that survived the haunted center of the Hageman Woods. Thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing this with us, for inspiring this tale. I hope that nobody out there is going to go looking for the Hageman Woods. But something I do wonder about your support system that you have, the friends that you have around you. If your friend was in trouble, would you be brave enough to go help them? Have you ever saved a friend's life in some way? Please tell us about it at somethingscary@snarl.com. Appearances can be deceiving. 
They say good things come in small packages, but they never tell you that bad things can come in good packages, too. What appears to be sweet and innocent is sometimes much, much worse. Like in this story, inspired by our listener, Michael Page. Every Christmas, Ani and Catherine would drive up to meet their family at the cabin they shared in the Alaskan woods. Ani loved staying there, but she hated the drive because of her sister. Catherine was the oldest and very bossy, especially on trips. The weather was on the verge of a snowstorm and visibility wasn't great, but Ani was trying to make good time and hoping she could beat the storm. Catherine was doing her best backseat driving, telling her sister to slow down or to even pull over so she could drive. Soon, they were arguing just like they did on this trip every year. As things got heated, Ani took her eyes off the road to yell at Catherine, who suddenly gasped, look out! Up ahead, standing in the center of the road, staring straight into their headlights, was a white reindeer. Had the light not been reflecting in his eyes, Ani wouldn't have seen it at all. There was barely enough time for her to slam on the brakes and swerve. The sisters screamed as the car spun out of control and smashed hard into a bank of snow along the edge of the road. They looked back and saw that they narrowly missed the majestic reindeer that now turned and looked at them. It jerked erratically as it moved, and its eyes still glowed a bright orange, even in the dark. Everything seemed to quiet as the snow gently fell around them. Neither sister dared take a breath, and then suddenly, the creature snorted and stomped its hooves on the road as it let out a guttural roar, and then lowered its antlers and charged straight for the car. Ani moved towards Catherine as the reindeer crashed into the driver's side, which pushed the car deeper into the snow. The sisters held on tightly to each other as the deer backed up and charged again. There was a loud crack as its massive antlers smashed into the side, causing a spiderweb of cracks along the windows. They braced for another impact, but it never came. Ani and Catherine looked for the reindeer, but it was still snowing hard. It could have been a few feet or a few miles away, and they would not have been able to tell. Catherine calmed down enough to take charge and told Ani to get them out of there. The old resentment started to creep in, but Ani realized that her sister was right and started the car. She shifted it into drive, but the car wouldn't move. The animal had pushed them too deep into the snow. They both reached for their phones at the same time and tried to call their dad. Ani gave her sister a sarcastic smirk when she got through first. He knew where they were located and said they would be there within the hour. No other vehicles passed as they sat there, waiting. After a long, awkward silence, Ani decided she'd try to make peace with her sister. But when she turned to her, there was terror on Catherine's face. She was trying to speak, but nothing was coming out. She pointed behind Ani, who slowly turned and looked through the cracked windows. The reindeer had returned. Only this time, something was very wrong with it. The beast now stood on its hind legs and walked erratically towards them. They watched as the reindeer's face shifted and looked more like a crazed man. 
The hooves on its front legs gave way to clawed hands as it lurched closer. It dug into their doorframe and began to pull on it. They both huddled together in terrified silence as metal began to creak. It was going to rip that door off and there was nothing they could do. Ani tried opening her sister's door, but it was stuck against the snow. They were trapped and her escape attempt seemed to make the creature angrier. Its long white neck flexed as it let loose noises that sounded like female voices. The voices sounded both entreating and mocking as they came forth from this transformed, unearthly creature. Catherine cringed, hugging her sister tight, pulling her to the window furthest from the beast. Climb out the window and run as soon as it rips off the door, Ani. I'll, I'll keep it busy long enough for you to get away, Catherine urged. But Ani wasn't going to let Catherine boss her around this time. No, we'll fight it together, Catherine. We're in this together. Ani raised her fist, shouting through the window at the skinwalker. We're not afraid of you. Suddenly, light filled the car as they could see another vehicle quickly approaching. The creature looked as well and snarled. It glanced one more time at the both of them, pinning them with its glowing eyes, and then ran for the woods, transforming back into a reindeer as it disappeared into the night. The girls were relieved as the truck stopped and their parents got out, wielding snow shovels. As the sisters pulled back onto the road, they were followed closely behind by their parents. Their dad noted in a text that their back license plate was missing. The one thing that could identify them in their car if someone had the means to find it. The sisters shivered, aware that they could never be certain that it wouldn't one day find them and try to finish what it had started. This week's podcast stories were edited by Markia McCarty, Sarah Lukasiewicz, and Dennis Culver. Narration by Markia McCarty. Audio edited and mixed by Fitz Harris. Art and graphics by Mari Carlson. Produced by Hannah Mullen and Markia McCarty. Music by Sapphire Sandalo and Calvin Lenderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary at snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my dark darlings, happy holidays. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs, or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now 
All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.